Cinemates, Alex here. Just a quick reminder that our bonus Gold Class subscription feeds are now available on Apple and Spotify. So if you're an Apple user, just click on one of the bonus episodes in your feed and it will take you to subscribe. Or if you're with Spotify, just go to the show notes of any of our episodes and click on the link there and it will take you to the subscription page. It's really easy. It's just $7 AUD a month for a bonus episode every single Thursday plus access to our entire Patreon back catalog. So come across to Gold Class. We have so much fun over there and it's heaps more easy than going to Patreon and signing up and creating a profile or anything. Now you can just sign up directly in your Apple or Spotify feeds. Love you. On with you. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, nerds, nerds. Like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me miles tell you. Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. The Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Alex J, and with me is my gorgeous co-host, lovely and purple Beck Charlotte. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. We're back, baby. And remember, if you want to support this podcast oh, yes. in any way, shape, or form, you can sign up to our Gold Class, available on Apple and Spotify, or our Patreon, which is also called Gold Class on Patreon. Obviously, we're streamlining. <laughs> business sluts love to streamline. How are you, my business slut friends? I am, look, shaken, shooketh, shooketh. I will say. This week's movie, wow, wow, wow. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I don't know if I ever would be ready for that film. I don't know what yeah. life circumstances would need to happen that would prepare me for that. Mm. And I don't know if I want to find out what that life circumstance would be. Yeah. I don't ever want to feel prepared for that movie. Yeah. I guess maybe like living through Pan's Labyrinth a couple of times. <laughs> and then a couple of Halloweens. Yeah. Again, all movies I haven't seen. I'm too scared. But I know they're scary. <laughs> I know they're scary. Um, okay. <laughs> Before we jump into this horror yes. film that we're doing today, I do have a nice people say nice thing. <gasps> if we wanted to, to just... Yes, please put some levity into the air before we go dark. <laughs> I have two, but I don't want to eat up too much time. So maybe I'll split them into the next, this is the next episode. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So this comes from Andrew via email. He says, hi, Alex and Beck, long time listener, first time podcast reviewer. And I just want to say that you guys do an amazing job. And while I might not agree with you two wonderful people, I will always <laughs> listen for your unique perspective. <laughs> I it. like that. I like That's that very well wrote, worded, Andrew. Put that on a T-shirt. I completed a bachelor's in cinema and screen studies and I'm a few weeks away from completing my master's of media. Holy moly. Not terrified, not terrified at all. <laughs> so it is refreshing and even eye-opening to hear your guys' opinions on these movies I love and have always been told are great. While I might be slightly upset that you guys don't share the same love I do, brackets, I still can't listen to your Blade Runner episode oh, all the way no. through. Oh, you're not alone in that. No. There was a lot of people that got really sad about that. <laughs> really sad. I love listening to your pod and will always respect yours and other people's opinions, even if they're wrong, LOL. Very long way of me saying thanks for the hilarious and insightful podcast and keep up the great work. Cheers, Andrew. 
I love that message. I think that's a perfect dude cinema message. That's like ex- that's the ex- Andrew. You are the cinema that we aspire towards. Yes, of <laughs> just like, being I like, don't agree with everything, but I enjoy it still. Yes. Oh, heaven, heaven. Thank you so much, Andrew. Okay, so now that that's out of the way. Um, now that we've had something nice, let's <laughs> ruin it with this week's movie. This movie was written in the stars for us. It really was. Okay, we're the Dude Cinema Pod and it's a movie called Men. Men. <laughs> Alex, what did you know of this movie? I didn't know anything. I knew it was an A24 film. Yes. And I'd recently, I've recently watched Midsummer for the first time. So uh, oh, like, wow. Okay, I get what A24 is. It's going to be fucked up. It's going to make me uncomfortable. But that's all I knew about it. I didn't know, pl- I knew it was a horror as well, obviously. But, mm. like, I didn't know plot lines or anything about it. I didn't even know if it was, like, about men specifically. Yeah. Or more like a concept or, like, I don't know, something. But, yeah, I didn't know anything. What about you? I kind of, I'd seen trailers for it. I mean, because okay. the algorithm is working. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the algorithm is like, I know where you're scared of. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I know how to spook you out this Halloween. And I, yeah, I thought this was like going to be like a real, almost like a promising young woman. I still haven't seen that. Oh, you've got to. Yeah, you've, okay. It's not as triggering as you think, um, cool. from my opinion. Maybe tread lightly. <laughs> Wait, promising, which one was that? The one with Bob Burnham. No, I haven't seen that. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you told me to see it. I think I did. But I didn't didn't want to correct you. This has got me shooketh too. All right. But so, yeah, I thought it would be like Promising Young Woman, but Mm -hmm. with more horror elements to it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And then only recently when we decided to watch this, when we learned that because we loved Ex Machina so much, Mm. the filmmaker Alex Garland Mm. who made that made this. So we had faith. We did have faith. And which is what brought us here today. Today, <laughs> And it's also October and a listener of ours requested that we do some scary movies in October. So this will be coming out on the 5th of October. Oh, so it's yes. starting off the horror month. The spookiest month. The spookiest month <laughs> with the spookiest film. All right, should we jump in? Let's do it. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Do, come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful house. Will it just be you staying? Excuse me? Mrs. Marlowe? No. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh. God, sorry, I... I, I'm joking. Oh. (laughs) What haunts you will find you. No. Yeah. In the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her, what begins as a simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. It's pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm already getting scared. Um, <laughs> oh, the feelings are all coming back. Beck, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie Men, first of all, obviously huge spoilers. If you haven't seen it and yeah. you have, I don't know, if you're brave, go watch this movie and then come back and listen. 
you don't feel like it, they just listen that's to the okay. chat. Have and I a think little that's listen. <laughs> Let us talk you through it because we'll do. We'll add some comedy to it. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> okay, Beck. If anyone hasn't seen Men, the movie, how would you describe this film? Okay, I would say uh, not what you would expect. Hmm. Uh, some instructions to watch this movie in the <laughs> in the daytime. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Uh, in a well-populated area. Sure. Preferably a city. Surrounded by friends and family, if possible. Yes. With someone you trust and someone you love. Yes. And if there happens to be a man, that is okay. That is okay. That's all right. It doesn't have to be a woman. You just have to trust and love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't be hungover. Don't be a fragile little... Why? Don't go a month without drinking. What makes you say that, Rebecca? And then have a night on the beers. <laughs> Crawl out of bed at 1pm and pop this on. Alone in your house. Why do you say that? I don't know because maybe that's how I watched it, and it was. I, I, I cannot believe you watched this movie hungover. I cannot believe it. I think I would have had a panic attack and died. I would have died. It's one of those things where, like, at the time, I didn't realize what what was happening to my body. Sure. <laughs> then afterwards, I was like, "Why am I filled with dread?" And it won't leave. It won't go away. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so, plot wise. Yes. Plot wise. A woman who's just gone through a messy, messy, messy. Well, not divorce. Nearly divorce. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a divorce in and some then, ways. I mean, to uh, on a plus side, gets to avoid a lot of paperwork. I and mean, yeah. <laughs> the judicial court system. I mean, and not a lot of paperwork. There's still a lot of paperwork when someone dies, but <laughs> a, a less time in court, sure. I would say. Yeah. Um, because he dies. <laughs> he dies. He dies, and they don't know if it's. A suicide or <laughs> I thought it would be fun. I thought it That's would what be this movie fun. does. It just depletes you so much of any joy or <laughs> dopamine <laughs> that you, when talking about it, you have to just do something silly. Yeah, trigger warning to bring suicide. that back up. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, they don't know if it's a suicide or <laughs> an accident. Or an accident. This um, is her husband who she wants to leave anyway. She's yes. Leave, she's in the process of leaving him. Yeah, because he's abusive. Horribly manipulative. Mm. Um, so she goes to the countryside to get away and just, you know, recover. Do um, her thing. Yeah, do her thing. And then when she gets there, all of a sudden, just creep after creep mm. is showing up. Yeah. Just... Just doing creepy dude things. Yeah, every different kind of creep mm. that all look vaguely the same are just showing up, mm. ruining a holiday. Yeah. Uh, she gets stalked and then there's an intruder and all this creepy, creepy shit She's happens. She's spoken to really craply. I mean, we'll go through all Oh, yeah, the there's so incidents. many points we'll, we'll go through. And it is definitely starts with a strong commentary mm. on what it's like to be a woman and mm. there's a lot of just gender-based fear and but all really subtle. Yes. Yeah. Some really subtle points. And then it moves over into the supernatural and then a, a bunch of weird, gory, creepy stuff happens. In the last like 20 minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like going over the end of a roller coaster, but you look down and it's just a fleshy pit and you're like, I was at Warner Brothers. What has happened? <laughs> this is not what I thought was in store for this roller coaster. <laughs> I thought we'd be doing loop-de-loop. Yeah. And there's a flesh pit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in the Hope end, I get the photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
<sighs> and yeah, it turns real fucking weird and supernatural. Real you can weird at the almost end. talk about the first three quarters of the film and the last quarter of the film as like two different films. Yeah, they're almost different set pieces. Yeah. But okay, let's start with the beginning. So yeah, yes. like you said, this is written and directed by Alex Garland, yes. who did Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I would like to start by saying, has anyone checked on Alex Garland lately? <laughs> yeah. Is he okay? <laughs> so what fuck what kind of fucking mind? thinks of this movie uh well this is the thing it starts out with concern and understanding yes and he definitely couldn't have written this on his own he definitely had to have women have input i forgot that alex garland was behind this yeah i just assumed it was women and then when i looked it up i was like oh fuck what so he has to have had a team yeah because there was so many nuanced little elements Mm. Mm. very masterful i will say yeah i feel very happy and content with how the male to female men to women relationships and dynamics like there's like we said really subtle and nuanced shit I was really happy with how that played out in this film yeah 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 because that's really like the basis of all of the suspense in the film is just it's just I love it it's just that like haunting like you just know something's just out of frame or it's just like a feeling and a vibe that's really spooky um and I think they did that super well and I love that there's a horror movie about toxic masculinity. Yeah. (laughs) That's what this is, essentially. Yeah. I think this is, it's a really interesting subject that I don't think would have been Mm. covered. Although I'm sure you, as a horror nerd listening right now, are like, no, I can give you 10. Send us 10. Yeah. Well, great. It's the spooky month. Yeah. It's the spooky lady month. (laughs) Spooky lady month. (laughs) Should we go through cast or plot? Oh, I think, okay. Maybe plot on this one because cast yeah. is a little bit difficult. It's tiny. Yeah. So, okay, just quickly. So the all of the men in this film mm. are played by the same actor. Yes. How did you feel about that? I thought it was an interesting choice. I would say um, every single character was, du- like, subtly different mm. uh, enough that I didn't recognise it straight away. Sure. Um, except for one character. <laughs> Except for one that really stuck out. (laughs) Really, there was a vibe shift. I mean, it was scary. It was definitely scary. (laughs) Alex, who are you? you Okay, so there's so one of the characters that he plays, and I think basically what all these characters are doing are representing a different type of dude. Yes, that scares women or makes women feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So there's Uh, like the groundskeeper who's overly nice but way too familiar yeah like denies that he has any sexuality whatsoever yeah but you're like it makes it worse yeah it makes, it, it, makes it so worse you're definitely hiding in my attic yeah has a key to the house which yes. she's it's like an airbnb that she's staying at so that's terrifying yes yeah. to begin with but anyway um then there's another guy there's a vicar yes priest guy who is just the worst no good and you know exactly what that means um who else is there? There's the a cop. There's a cop. Oh, it's, it's really well done. Fuck. I'm just, yeah, forgot yeah. about all these guys. There's like two patrons at the local pub. Mm, They're the, just weird and aggressive. The naked zombie man. There's a naked zombie man. <laughs> and the last character who is definitely the standout, definitely for, the us. standout for us. 
So there's a 12-year-old boy. This mm-hmm. is a, 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 12? A, a 12. Okay. Eight. I think actually I think they probably try and make him, him eight. What? I reckon. I he's, think he's under 10. He's 52 years old. But the thing is. They have used that actor mm. and de-aged his face into a little boy's face. Unsuccessfully. Very unsuccessfully. <laughs> so you messaged me yesterday where like I hadn't watched it yet and you told me that you watched it on a hangover and all my, and by yourself and I was like then halfway through the movie I was like I can't believe you watched this on a hangover by yourself. So but stupid. then I was like <laughs> But, you know, whatever happens, at least, you know, it's not not as bad as the de-aging in the movie Men. Because it was embarrassing. It made That message made me chuckle and it made it all better. And it took away <laughs> a lot of the pain. Embarrassing. I don't, I mean, fine. It's, I, I just kind of, it just took me out of it. I was waiting for the joke. Mm. I thought maybe it was a joke or satire or something on de-aging technology. Something, yeah. but no, it was just... It's just weird. I just wanted him to be a kid. <laughs> I'm like, you could just get a kid, like, and give him the same, like, voice or something. Yeah. Or, like, the same name or, like, yeah. yeah. Or just, like, a small relative of his or something. Yeah. Like, a similarity between them. But apart from that, all the all of the other actors, all of the other characters are of appropriate age to yes. the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you recognise him? No. I only know him. As the guy who fucked a pig in the second episode ever of Black Mirror. Oh, my God. Yeah, he plays the British Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Wow. God, we are... Alex Garland loves mm. Black... You know what we're going to find out? I was going to say, Alex Garland loves Black <gasps> yes. Mirror. I reckon he created it. That's so I true re- because Dom Hall Gleeson... Yeah. ...from Ex Machina was on Black Mirror. No. All right. Well, he just knows all of the creepy Brits. Yeah, <laughs> Also, is that actor okay if he keeps playing all these ridiculously scary and gross characters? Yeah, he was, like, good, Mm. but I couldn't enjoy it because he was so good. He was so good at it, yeah. Yeah. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. Okay, so that's that's cast. So basically it's just him and the woman who I thought she's excellent. She's great. Um, And her ex-husband who shows up in a few scenes. Who I think is also in Black Mirror as well. Probably. From some episodes. Can't yeah. remember which one. Yeah, I see that for him. Um, okay. So we open on a beautiful British countryside. Gorgeous. And the most electric blue Ford Fiesta you've mm. ever seen. Dare I say, I think Ford gave them a fair amount of money I, for this movie. They mentioned that it was a Ford Fiesta several times. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy to me that there's, like, a whole division of Hollywood where, like, they'll look at a beautiful script, Mm. an amazing movie, Mm. just like you'd be like, wow, look at the artistry in this, Mm. look at the creativity. We at Ford want to make this movie happen, Mm. but here are all the points (laughs) we are willing to ruin to put our brand in there. So it starts (laughs) in the first scene. Like you said, it is electric blue. Yeah, it stands out hard. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, she's driving into the countryside. She meets with the guy who owns the Airbnb. Yeah, he has uh, teeth, my favourite way to describe teeth, 
teeth that are not friends. They do not like each other. <laughs> they not- had a falling out years ago. Mm-mm-mm. They are not talking. And at this point, I I didn't know because you kind of had prepped me a little bit, but in a very good way. You were just saying, oh, I don't know what context it was, but you were just basically saying like, I think because I told you I was watching it with Luke. Yes. Yeah. And I messaged you and I was like, tell me what things you notice and Luke doesn't. Yeah. Because there's... From the start, all these little nuanced things start happening. Yeah. But I didn't know what that meant, like in what context, like what are the yes. nuanced things was on alert watching for something. Mm. What was the first one? Well, <laughs> the first thing that Luke noticed what? was the colour grading. Oh, okay, because of the electric blue because Ford the Fiesta. the electric blue Ford Fiesta and the greens were all crazy. Yeah. But it was at that point that I then messaged you and was like, well, Luke's just noticed the colour grading, so I don't know if we're going to be on the Game. same page with yeah. what we notice in this film. We're going to be looking for different things. things. Yeah. <laughs> so he loved it. Gorgeous film. <laughs> so, yeah, the colour grading, it def- even stood out to me. I was mm. like, this is a bright, bright movie. But yeah. It was unnerving and I loved it. Yeah. I think it was really cool because you expect this kind of movie to be really dark and sinister. But despite the dark and sinister things that were happening, everything around it was fucking crazy colourful. I really liked it. Um, Okay. But the first thing I noticed was, so she goes to the place and it's just a little bit like nothing bad actually happens with this Airbnb host. Mm. Like he never says anything overtly creepy or anything. But there is just that air of uh, uncomfortable, can you hurry up and get the fuck out of here? Yes. Because he takes her on a tour and stuff. It's just taking a bit too long. But not in a, oh, he's going to kill her way. Just in that, oh, it's so beautifully done. Just in that really uncomfortable as a woman way. Yeah. Was that the first thing you noticed? Yes. Yeah. And he's just pointing out too many things Mm. of like, this is the living room and this is the bathroom. And then like. Just so many fucking things. You were just like, oh, cut and let her enjoy her holiday. Just get in, get out. And there's a point where he asks her, where is your husband? Is he joining you on this trip? And when that was said, ooh, Mm -mm. my butthole clenched up big time. I was mean like lie. Lie. Absolutely lie. Yeah. Like I I do that if if anyone ever asks me, where's your boyfriend? Yeah. And he's not coming. I'm like, oh, he's, he'll be here in a minute. Yeah, he's, he's on his way. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, but she was kind of taken off guard because also she's, we then learn later that she has just lost her husband and she hasn't, like, to suicide or <laughs> an accident. <laughs> we don't know. So she's heavily grieving and she she's forgotten to, like, change her name. So she's still listed as Mrs. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she was just taken off guard and wasn't on her A-game in terms of creepy dude situation. But she did lie a little bit. She didn't say – she just implied that they're going through a divorce. Yeah. She didn't give away that he has died or anything. Yeah. Which that's totally a thing that we would do as well. Just like don't give anything that can get engage this strange man in a conversation. at all. Shut it down. Down. And then the big first thing I really noticed was there's a grand piano in – the Airbnb, mm. and he says to her, oh, do you play? And she said, no. Mm-hmm. And she said, do you play? And he said, no. And they're like, okay. And then later in the film. He leaves. And then he leaves. Yeah. 
And then she starts playing. Yes. And it was really interesting because at that point, Luke goes, wait, didn't she say she doesn't play? <laughs> the trap. You fall right into the trap. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And I know exactly fucking why. Yes, because he would have asked her. He would have asked, asked her, to, her play. to play a fucking song. And then she'd be in a, a vulnerable position, like sitting in front of the piano with probably her back to him. Or he would have just engaged her in more conversation about playing. Like, Yeah, just, how long have you played for? Yeah. Are you good? Where did you study? Yeah. I know more songs than you. Yep. Meh, meh, meh. He so, would a grand piano dude cinema her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that that scene, I was like, I'm fucking in. I am hooked. I love this. I love this so much. I've never seen this on screen before. Yeah. Never seen just it's always overt violence towards women. And mm. I'm so sick of it. So instead, just to represent this, these like microaggressions or micro uncomfortable situations, I fucking yeah. love that that's in a movie. Yeah. The second big one to me was when she's in the church and she sits <sighs> down next to the vicar and he puts his hand on her knee. On her fucking knee. I was like, run, get the fuck out of there immediately. I just, oh, I felt that. Like I felt it. Mm. Question, though, I noticed she didn't actually really react to the hand on the knee. Yeah. And there is some points, like where she lies about not knowing the piano, that she does, like, react as I feel like we as the viewer, women mm. viewers would. But do you do you think there's any reason that she would has didn't react in some instances? Is she meant to be, like, representing innocence or naivety sometimes i don't think so i think she was in such an like emotional turmoil of like like remembering her husband's death in the church and then you know having like a a religious member of the church like you know confide in him because they're meant to be what is it fine they're meant to be they're meant to be cool man they're meant to be cool man because he says to her is there any i can tell that you're troubled yeah is there anything i can help with yeah he opens the conversation up to her and yet he looks like a fucking creep but Mm. if you completely forget that this is a horror movie he could just be a nice vicar from a lovely countryside church yeah yeah she's like i've already met two creeps so far so you hopefully are good yeah (laughs) So she starts confiding in him about her husband and mm. that she was breaking up with her husband and then he he hit her and she kicked him out and that's when he jumped or fell off a balcony above their apartment. Yeah. Then, so you, you go. Oh, yeah, and then, not so subtly, he's like, well, you probably feel bad because it's your fault, right? Because you're a little bitch. <laughs> that's basically it. You probably feel awful because you're a bitch. Is that correct? And saying that, that you're why the mini, mini, squeeniest girl of all time? Is that why you're sad right now? Because you killed your ex husband? Yeah. You could have just sucked his dick, but no. You had to put in your bigger pants. I had to be a cranky lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically implies that it's her fault. Yeah. And she goes off. She goes off. She goes, fuck you. You're a fucking dweeb. <laughs> She's a- <laughs> I wish she said dweeb. <laughs> I love the word dweeb. I'm bringing it back. I wish she called that bigger a dweeb. Fuck off, dweeb. <laughs> and then another subtle thing he does, which did Luke pick up this, where he touched the seat where she'd been sitting oh, to feel if it was warm or warm. not. 
Uh, you know, I just fucking love it. Like none of this is overt. None of this is criminal. Like you mm. couldn't – cops can't come in and save her from something, you know, which is what we so normally see, damsel in distress. Like all of this is so micro. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I mean, oh, then going into another thing is going into the bar and it just being all dudes mm-hmm. and they're all offering her a drink and she doesn't want one. Yep. She doesn't want a drink. She can buy her own drink. Yeah. She doesn't want to be indebted to any of these strange men in this mm-hmm. strange town. Mm. And then they're all just like looking at her and it's quiet. And then the cop. The cop. He didn't oh, wait, we missed, we missed Naked Zombie Man. Oh, my God. Yes. So Naked Zombie Man who is following her. So she goes on a big walk through the countryside. Yes. Which, oh, terrifying. Uh, why would you? I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I was like, you're being a little silly. You're being a stupid bitch. But I guess that. I agree with the vicar. You're being yeah. a stupid <laughs> bitch right he was now. Right. I think that's the point, right? It's just like you can't even go on a fucking walk and feel safe and comfortable. Fuck, yes, that is also it. That is, she can't do anything. Yeah. That's also the feeling of just being like, oh, literally nothing. Literally zero. I can have no things. Yeah, no things. And because the Airbnb, the host guy is like, go for a walk. It's lovely out here. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to go for a fucking walk in the forest by myself. Mm. And you know where I am. Fuck that. I don't know what friends you, anyway. So yeah, she goes on this big long walk and. Then she comes across this big, long tunnel. Yeah. And as soon as the tunnel showed up, I audibly shuddered. I was like, oh. And Luke goes, what? I was like, the tunnel. It's a tunnel. Yeah, it's spooky. I'm like, no, you get raped in tunnels. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It just was like beautiful. Look, I love him. But it was just very representative of how women see something versus how men see something. Yeah. We see a big, long tunnel. And in my head, I'm like, okay, if you need to get to the other side, you run and fuck you if, like, you get halfway down and something else comes out on either end because then you're stuck. Then you're stuck. Yeah. Same with laneways as well. Yeah. I'll do an extra three-kilometer lap then go down a laneway. You could make me. 100%. Yeah, so she she goes into this – Tunnel and she has this really cool like sing songy thing with the echoing mm. in the tunnel. Did you like that? Ye- no, I was scared the whole time. Scared, I was yeah. I was so tired and I was like, more noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very noise heavy movie. Yeah, the soundtrack is terrifying. It's very unnerving. In a good way. Yeah, and so then she's halfway through the tunnel doing this like singing and hearing the echoing and then she just sees <laughs> <laughs> She sees a figure at the very end of the tunnel, like really far away, just like sit up from the ground. <laughs> uh, and so what did you think it. of that interaction? I shat my pants. Yeah. I went under the cover and... Did a big poop. Did a big poop. Right in my pants. <laughs> what did you think? Same. On the couch, though. And Luke was like, what? Whoa. Like, babe, do you see the tunnel? <laughs> that's shit my pants that's, worthy. That's shit my pants worthy. <laughs> you a gnome. You're a man. <laughs> But yeah, so then she she very calmly walks out of the tunnel. Oh, I really liked that moment. Yeah, I took that as so she's she's scared. The guy starts walking towards her, but he's still really far away. That he's not like mm. an actual physical immediate threat yet. But he's walking towards her, so she then has to decide: Do I keep walking towards him, or do I go back the way I came? Yeah. And I really liked how she's obviously terrified and she kind of – she turns around and she starts to run but then she starts walking again and kind of jogs a bit and walks. Yeah. And to me, I thought – I took that as she's still being polite. 
Yeah. She doesn't want to offend yes. the guy oh in the my tunnel God. by like bolting away from him because this is really like this is like reality. This isn't a horror movie fantasy land yeah. where everyone just runs and screams all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was still wanting to be polite and not offend this random person. Even though but- he was lying down in a tunnel in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I loved that. Oh, God. I also, because he pops up again when she's walking across the field. Yeah. And yeah. just fully naked. <laughs> He's just digging balls out. We see so much pain. In, so much pain in this, in this, in this movie. <laughs> and not in like the liberating way of now. It's like, yes, we've seen all the tits. Now it's time to have dicks. <laughs> this was a menacing dick and I, I didn't like it. It was a scary penis. Scary, scary, scary. I think that would have been something almost scary if he was wearing just like really shitty tidy whitey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. so. That would be even more menacing. Yeah. Because he's naked and he's just standing there just staring at her from across a field, it does feel almost like supernatural. Yeah. Like, oh, is he really there or is he a ghost or something? Yeah. But if he was in Tidy Whitey's, it would be like, no, no, he lives in this village and yeah. he is scary. <laughs> oh. um, okay. And so then she runs and she comes across the the church. Yes. First, she meets the the. the oh, no, doesn't she go home first? Does she go home first? She goes. She's like goes home, has a chill night, and she's like, "That was weird." And then the next day, oh yeah, yeah. So it's the next day. He Ugh. comes into the backyard and he's Ugh. just like looking through the window. <laughs> that was so scary because she doesn't notice him for so long. It's like the opening scene to Scream with Drew Barrymore, where she doesn't see him in the window darting just around. Ages, ages, and ages. Just cooking her popcorn. Landline. Um, yeah, that was really fucking creepy. Because at mm. that point, it still wasn't really supernatural yet. It was literally just like, yeah, what if you were in a strange town mm. in a house that you don't own and a fucking and you're by yourself and some guy just walks into your fucking yard? Yeah, naked again, by the way, still. Oh, and he's got like cuts all over him and shit. Yeah. It's terrifying. Ugh. But anyway, then that's when. She has to call the cops because he tries to break into the house. Mm-hmm. And then her friend's like, leave. And then she does something that I hate. And she's like, no, I paid for this Airbnb. I'm going to stay right here and enjoy it. And I was like, bitch, go home. The amount of times I screamed at the television, just go home. Yes. Yeah, that was the one horror just element of it. Just go home. Get in your Ford Fiesta. Was it a Fiesta? Yeah, Fiesta. Yeah. Get in your big blue Ford Fiesta and go the fuck home. Who cares if you're losing money or, like, don't get the trip that you wanted? Like, I was saying to Luke, like, it, she can't have the trip she wants anyway. Yeah. She's, so un- she's going to be so uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, it's been ruined by a man breaking onto the property. <sighs> Naked, no less. Naked, no less. So the cops turn up and, yeah, arrest him and take him in. And they, they handle her... Like, they handle it well. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because it's a female cop that she talks to. Yeah. Unexpected that he went away that early. Yeah. That it was a misdirect. So, it well was. done. Well done. Then she goes to, I mean, I know we're just, like, running through the plot, but every plot I point just need to talk it out. is important. Yeah. And I really want to reflect on them all. So, then she goes to the bar and then she sees the cop and all the other dudes. And then the cop basically just. Oh, disregards her disregards. safety entirely. Yeah. And it's just like, he didn't do anything wrong. He looked like he was actually going through something. Yeah. And you were a meanie. 
bitch. You're a meanie, beanie, weenie little bitch. That's, yeah. Okay, he was just walking around having a look. Sure. And he doesn't he was- have anywhere to live and you do. So maybe you should think <laughs> about that. Bitch. Sure, he was naked. And then he makes a joke that all, the only thing he stole was an apple from the tree and they've let him out. So she's like, wait, he's just out and about again now? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. There's like been one day that he was in custody. And so she knows, yeah. And at that point I was like, go the fuck home. Go home, lady. Why would you go back to that house? I know. And you, and you know he's on the loose. I guess what? On the way home, she sees him. Ugh. Right. I'm like, get in the fiesta and go, bitch. So she walks home. She's yeah. like walking home from the pub. And yeah. It's like one really cool shot where she's round. It's like those old English kind of streets where it's just walls, like stone cobbled walls next to the street. And she's rounded this corner and she doesn't feel like she realizes a big, long, dark stretch of road to walk and she doesn't really feel comfortable. So she turns back around to go back to the pub and then realizes it's the same in the other direction. She's kind of just like trapped. She's like, I'm just, it's just dark and I'm by myself and I can't really go either way. Like, ugh. <laughs> so good. So good, so scary the whole time. Um. Oh, and so earlier is where she meets the priest and we meet, the little boy. Little boy. <laughs> First time. I really think they could have got away with his character. I don't know if they needed that little boy. Yeah, I didn't like – I think they could have solidified it a lot more without him. Yeah. He wasn't necessary. And the whole, like, the, Mar- the like, Marilyn Monroe mask that he was wearing, yeah. I was like, that's a bit too much. Yeah. 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 That's a bit obvious. Mm. Might as well be, like, a Mother Mary mask or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a bit of symbolism with a forbidden fruit. There's an apple tree. Yeah. Again, I didn't care for that either. Could have done without the apple tree. Yeah. That I felt a bit, it, it, on one hand, felt a bit too obvious because like, oh, Eve, you know, yeah. stealing apple. <laughs> but then I also was like, but I don't really understand what they're implying. Yeah. I mean, also, fuck, in Ex Machina as well, they had the whole like oh. apple tree and Ava is Eve and... We didn't really know how it fit, but we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) So then things really start ramping up. Yeah. So she's back home and this is kind of like the last, her last night in the house is where everything goes crazy from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. How how did you feel about this whole sequence? The whole, the whole rest of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was a bit angry at it. I was angry at it. Me too. You were? Yeah, I really had like a lot of faith and I was very interested in everything that was happening. Mm. And then when this tone shift happened, I started to get annoyed and it felt like I was like, this isn't the same movie that yeah. we started with. This is something different. This is Yeah, you're right. I feel like this is not what you promised me mm. from the rest of this movie. This ending is not what you promised me. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the movie, because it started out, I was like, I understand why this movie is called Men. And then this last scene, I was like, I no longer understand. <laughs> it should be called like Cotson or yeah. something. <laughs> something fucking weird. Yeah. Cotson Country Manor. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what yeah. it should be. Mr. Cotson. I don't know. Mr. Big Teeth Cotson. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, then it, I, I'm glad you feel the same. I was just angry at it because I was really excited to see how it would wrap up. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Mm. Is she going to be the victor or is she going to get killed? Because that's realistically, that is what happens. Mm. Women aren't always, like, 
coming out on top like and beating the bad guy like in these movies. Women just get killed by the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. But it was just so fucking weird. Because it went supernatural. It all of a sudden was like it hinted at like there was some possible supernatural things, but it I did. thought it was maybe because all, all the dudes look the same. I thought that was a commentary on her perception of men after going through extreme trauma from mm. the abuse and death of her ex-husband. Yeah. yeah. And that's how she perceived all men, so that's how they were to her. But then it turned out that they were an, an a supernatural being. Supernatural human centipede of some kind. <laughs> Babushka doll of sorts. <laughs> they all go inside each other. Uh, yeah. It was just the, the I was like, okay, where's it going? Where's it going? The pregnant when the first one gets like a massive pregnant belly, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's exactly how All I right. felt. Like I resigned myself to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. This is happening, I it's guess. It's gonna be fucking gross. Because you warned me, you're like, just let letting you know the end is really gross. Mm. And so I assumed it was gross in terms of like a sexual assault situation. Oh. I don't think this isn't worse, but I just – it just didn't fit for me. Yeah. I just don't know what it was trying to say. Mm. Do you know what it was trying to say? I don't. They all basically birth each other. All of these men characters weirdly birth each other and it's really fucking graphic. Yeah, and they're all like following yeah. her through the house and the only scene I can liken it to is in Spirited Away where I haven't seen it, but okay. The mud monster comes in and slowly just is like losing pieces of itself okay. as it goes. If you know, you know. If you don't, I'm so sorry. And you're like, what is she talking about? Now I have to watch Spirited Away. Wow, my God. That would be such a nice palate cleanse of this Would movie. Uh, anyway, so he's mud monstering through the house. He's mud monstering through the house. And the last bit that comes out is her ex-husband. Yes. Now, this scene I loved. Which part? The very small scene at the end with her and her husband sitting on the couch. Me too, yeah. I love that. So we should preface. So the story with her husband Mm. is that, they, like I said, they had a big fight, but he says to her, if you leave me, I will kill myself. Yes. Which is just a manipulation tactic in relationships that is just so fucking so fucking awful awful i tell you what though it did open up interesting conversation between me and luke when ah. that was first happening and that was like at the beginning of the movie where he's he's like i'll kill myself and she's like fuck you like how you, know, you can't put that you on me that, yeah all that kind of stuff because i have an ex who would often threaten self-harm not to make me stop breaking up with him or anything but just Mm. whenever we had a fight not whenever but often when we would fight yeah that would be slipped into conversation just the threat of self-harm the fuck which is so fucking not okay so ridiculously not okay and i just don't i don't think i told luke that before like we've spoken a lot about that ex because it was a big part of my life yeah but that's just like one of the many elements that i guess i hadn't told him so that was i mean well, it opens up conversations. My, my, my. About toxic exes. But, yeah, so he he's very much, like, threatening, self-harm, and then it's kind of like a non-linear story. Like, they do a lot of flashbacks and you eventually find out that he does um, fall off a balcony. And when he when she finds him as he's fallen off the balcony, his body is very badly disfigured. Yes. He's, like, his arm's gone through a, a, a Yeah, a, a, like a fence spike. Spike. His, his leg's broken really badly. Mm. And so then what starts happening 
is these babushka doll dudes have the same injuries. Yes, as her husband. As her husband did. Like their arm is, it's a long story, but yeah, their arm is like cut in half. You know, weird tentacly. I hated the tentacle arm. I hated it so much. It made me sick. It made me sick too, but I was annoyed by that too. Yeah, Yeah. because it didn't make sense until the end. I was like, oh, okay. Was that necessary? I just don't think it was necessary. It was spelled out a little bit too hard. Yeah. And it just took away from the... As soon as it became supernatural, sorry, I completely interrupted you. You you really liked the last scene. No, 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 no. Let's go in order. (laughs) I jumped ahead. Let's talk more about the supernatural scene. It just annoyed me because as soon as the supernatural stuff started happening, I just was completely taken out of the horror of it. Yeah, yeah. The whole blowing with the grass scenes. Yeah, that was dumb. I was like, this is weird. This is gross. suddenly she's like in a trance or something. Yeah. I just wanted to see a real life situation yeah I wanted to see this wrap up in real life because I was in it emotionally in, mm. in the real life and then as soon as they started having each other as babies through their vagina in their back and shit <laughs> one of them had a vagina yeah, on their the back. back it was so fucking, yeah I was like at least know where the pussy is yeah. And then one of them was birthing them with like feet first. Yeah, and I was like oh, I was like, oh my god get the, get the midwife in it's here fucking breach <laughs> Yeah, it felt like because the movie at the start felt like it was paying so much. It was shining a light on actual fears women had and be like, this mm-hmm. is valid. This is real. Mm. Like, and then it was like, no, it's not. That's They're exact- all aliens. Yes. La, la, la. Like, that's, how, that's, ex- that's perfect. That's exactly how I felt. It <laughs> would never actually happen. <laughs> Short change. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so there is – oh, we've got to wrap up. Um, so, yeah, so they're having a – she's having a chat. Yes. It's like the f- penultimate scene, the second to last scene. Yeah, there's pre and after birth just all smeared through the house. Yeah. <laughs> she's gone through utter hell in the last, I think, 72 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's only been, yeah, like, two days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's after birth all through the house, and then the last version comes out of his husband, and he sits down on the couch, and he's like, sit next to me. Oh, and we're back in reality. Yeah. We're back in reality. You're back into someone the manipulation fucking tactics. Who has ruined your life. He's like, just sit down. You don't get to tell me to do anything. Just sit a while. Fuck you. You've taken too many whiles. Yeah. I will stand. I will Thank stand. Thank you. Thank you. She sits down because she is tired. Yeah. And that's, that's fair Understandable. enough. Understandable. And she's like, what do you want from me? And he goes, your love. And she just disassociates, stares off into the distance and goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Oh, my God, I forgot that. She, literally all she says is, yeah. Yeah. A masterpiece. Very good. Very, if very good. Take out the alien birthing take scene. Take out the alien shit. Masterpiece. Excellent film. Oh. Because then that could be just that she's, you know, having a psychotic break or something because of her PTSD from yes. seeing her ex-husband kill himself. Yes. It can still be said in reality. Anyway. Okay. That's kind of all I have to say. Yes. But, Me too. Um, so I have a couple of questions for okay, you. Okay, dokey too. <laughs> First off, I was laughing when I was thinking of these questions last night. <laughs> Did this movie make you horny? No. No. No, no, no. And even funnier, would you recommend this movie on a date? 
Lord, no. Lord, no. I don't know where I would ever recommend this movie. It's an interesting one because I think, yeah, as you said at the start, three quarters of it Mm. are amazing and there's one quarter that's really bad and it ruins it. Yeah. I feel like I loved the message that it was trying that it was saying Mm. and then the message just got lost yeah essentially yeah i was here for the message not for fucking a24 like crazy horror shit i was here for the message yeah yeah i think if yeah they had named it as something a little bit different i wouldn't have had so many Mm. expectations of Mm. what it was going to be about men and aliens yeah (laughs) (laughs) great okay ratings how many blue Ford Fiestas <laughs> out of five do you give this movie? How many well-colour graded blue Ford Fiestas? Yes. Striking. Oh, shit. I just, it honestly would have been a four if that ending hadn't happened. Right. Big time, maybe even a five because I was so into it. Um, but now a three. A three? But a, sol- a solid three. Okay. Because I still, yeah, three quarters of it was awesome. What about mm. you? I give it a two and a half. Okay. Straight down the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a bummer. Yeah, because, again, loved, I think if uh, half a point off entirely for the CGI boy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay, mine's two and a half too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah and then two off for uh, all the other alien <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. And a little bit for her pink dress that they made her wear the whole time. Yes. I fucking hated that Thank dress. Thank you. It was very Victorian era, like Jane Austen, old school, like, like Moira, which from Fight Club, when she finds the yes. bridesmaids' dress, and she just—it just looks a bit strange. Yeah, a bit too feminine. Yeah, what's she doing wearing that on her holiday, her solo holiday? Yeah, because everything else in her wardrobe was so like she had a specific style, and then that I was like, well, I don't know what's going on. It must here. be symbolic of something, but instead, I was just like, she'd be wearing athleisure, like yeah. absolutely wearing active wear. Not. One touch of Lululemon in this movie. Track pants at least, please. Please. She's on holiday. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was men. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so funny to say. <laughs> you guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch 300. Mm. With uh, special guest Chris Ryan. Spartans attack. I don't know. Is that what they say? Uh, Spartans ho! Ho! Spartans! You fucking hoes! <laughs> and if you want to keep up with us, what name is Sparta! Uh, if you want to give out this and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast in any way, sign up to our gold class, gold class. streams. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, and Patreon. Woo! And again, as always, five stars and a review on iTunes. Please, guys, we really want some more reviews. Give them, give them, give them. We're going to be bumped up those charts. So, yeah. And merch. And merch. We got new stickers. New stickies. They say 100% certified Cinemate. So if that's you, that's get you. a bloody sticker. You guys, that's you. All right? All right. We love you. We love you. And we also akumite to you. <laughs> And a good day to you and yours. I hope everyone's okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.